Happy Friday to you and yours. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for rocking with us. Today we're going to talk the Winter Olympics. We're talking parenting. And if it's okay to be a pushy parent, KO researches his heritage. He goes on a TV audition. And of course, we shout out our Anchor family. But first, let's talk hoops. The NBA All-Star Game has came in its wins. Team LeBron gets the victory. It was weird watching LeBron and KD double-team Steph Curry to force a turnover. But I move on from that because the second half of the basketball season has officially began as of Thursday night. And there are four games that I want to discuss. Let's start in Chicago with the Philadelphia 76ers winning a close game at Chicago against the Bulls. Uh, That young Philly team looks good. The process looks like it is working. Ben Simmons had 32 points, 11 assists, and 7 boards. Mr. Jokes on Twitter, Joel Embiid had 30 points. 13 boards and 4 blocks And then Bobby Portis On Chicago had 38 points That's a career high Just mentioning the other team out of respect But the Bulls have a trash record Philly comes out with a close win in Chicago If I say Warriors Warriors If I say Warriors Warriors If I say Warriors The Dubs started the second half of the season with a game in Oakland against the Clippers, and it was 134-127 Dubs. Steph Curry went off at 44 points, 10 dimes, 8 three-pointers. KD had 24 points, 8 assists, 2 blocks. Clay looked good. He got hot in one of those quarters and just lit it up. He had 19 points for the game. And then uh, for the Clippers... Sweet Lou Williams had 21 points and 12 dimes. Tobias Harris had 22 points, 6 boards, 5 assists, complete game. DeAndre Jordan had 16 points, 14 boards, 3 steals. Good game for the Clippers. My concerns about the Warriors is that they're giving up 127 points to the fucking Clippers. That defense needs to get tightened up going into these last 23 games or so of the regular season before they get into the playoffs. If they are going to make a serious push at their third title in four years, that's just my opinion. And then the team that they've faced the last three years in the NBA Finals, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they lose a close one to the Washington Wizards at home in Cleveland, 110-103 Washington. Great team ball by the Wizards, man. They had about they have five people in double digits, led by Bradley Beal getting 18 points, nine assists. Kelly Oubre, who I like his game, he's 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 balling. Uh, 17 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals. Otto Porter, 15 points, 8 rebounds. Hopefully the offensive production that Porter is putting in right now while John Wall is out will continue when John Wall comes back and they can keep making moves the way they are. And then LeBron had 32 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. A typical LeBron James game problem is is none of the robins really showed up and helped him enough to get that win so batman balled the robins didn't do shit cleveland loses a close one at home to the wizards and record wise they pretty much are identical i think cleveland has a half game advantage over the wizards so if they can't figure out the wizards without john wall that could be a problem moving forward just a last thought on that game in those two teams Oklahoma City wins a close one in Sacramento, 110-107. 
uh, the big three in Oklahoma City did their thing. Paul George, 26, 7 boards, 8 assists. Melo, 23 points. Steven Adams, who was a damn beast, 18 points, 11 rebounds. And then Russ, 17 points, 15 boards, 11 assists. Yes, that is a triple-double. And he hit the game-winning three-point shot to win. Oklahoma City's the number five seed in the Western Conference, and I've said it before, if they can figure out the chemistry going into this second half of the season, they will present the biggest problem for the Warriors in the Western Conference playoffs. That's just my opinion. Those are the four games that I thought were worthy of talking about in this basketball recap. It's Cal and KO, brought to you by Anchor. We're coming back, and we're going to hear about KO's audition. Oh, it's funny. I was, so this weekend, I got my photo, sh- uh, photo, sh- photo shoot for headshots. I need some better ones because the last ones I got overcharged by this guy, Michael Rout. Never go to him. Um, <laughs> pictures were not that good, and it overcharged me crazy money. Crazy money. So now I got some little way less expensive, but uh, much more better. Um, much better, not much more better. Whatever. Who learned you how to spoke? I know. It comes out every now and then. Um, but uh, on Sunday, I had an audition for this TV show called Cyborgs. And um, I did good on the first uh, the first uh, audition. So they said, well, we're going straight to callbacks. And I'll, can you wait an hour until uh, Chemo comes? You know Chemo, the former uh, UFC uh, fighter? Yeah. He's in the TV show. So I got to read. I got to meet him and then read uh, the, the role that's going to be his partner in the show. And they love the on-camera chemistry. Uh, Kimo was telling directors, man, this chemistry here. I, I really like it, man. I, I think we need to go with this guy. So the director, um, Leonardo Corbucci, he's been working on this uh, little TV show for a while. And it's got a good plot. You know, the robots are trying to fight the humans because the robots are rebelling against humans. And then humans create cyborgs to fight robots. So it's a pretty interesting little, uh, little movie. I mean, a TV show. So hopefully uh, I get that role. That'll be coming up soon. Okay. I think he's going to be on NBC, if I, if I remember correctly. What started that was you had to get headshots. Yeah. Why do they still require headshots? I, it's my thing. I, 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 I said the same damn thing. If, if, just follow me on Instagram. You get every headshot you ever needed. Action shots. Me speaking. Me talking. Like, go. The, the industry is still so old school and formal that you have to have headshots done. And you got to come for auditions. And it's like, but now they are allowing you to do auditions on your phone. So they have some of them are called... Um, uh, CF cast where you can record yourself auditioning and then submit it instead of going to the actual audition, wasting gas, wasting time, going through traffic. It streamlines it. They get record of your audition and then you're, good, you're set, good to go. Oh, that's fresh. So, I mean, they need to catch up though with the, uh, the headshots, man. Post the headshots and then go to my Instagram. If you follow the people on Instagram, you're good. Yeah, I agree with that. Or let people email you headshots. This is what I did to, for Leonardo. I just email my headshots to them. So, um, hopefully that works out. Do you think they want you to bring in headshots as their lure to get you to sit on the casting couch? No, because one, uh, I don't think anybody wants me to sit on the casting couch because uh, I might break their back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm too dark to watch the Winter Olympics. <laughs> Meaning, black people do not cross-country ski is that safe to say i don't know and i watch it it's fairly safe but it's just it don't make no sense to me and i had to say it like that because that's old school it don't make no sense to me why they got the skis pointing this way going uphill with the, the it just looks awkward physically it's like watching my daughter take her first steps as you see this right here yeah imagine her that. with skis on her feet 
<laughs> she falls that, down in the that's snow. That's what the cross country looked like. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, I just I haven't got into it. I haven't enjoyed hearing about people from America win gold. Which you know, America win gold, cool. We on a gold standard anyway, so good. I've been enjoying <laughs> watching the Winter Olympics, and I've been watching the uh, Sean White was doing his thing on the snowboard down the half pipe. That was amazing. They got some other young kids. It's crazy because these people are like 15, 16 years old, and they are just going balls to the wall on these half pipes. That's amazing and, stuff. And, and going down these hills at 95 miles an hour on some skis, things of that nature. It's a beautiful thing to watch. But as far as the Winter Olympics go, I see all that stuff in the X Games. <laughs> I was just going like, to say that. I mean, I'm not hating on the Olympics, but at this point, hey. I've seen, I see these guys do this in I've the X Games. I've seen crazier, more inter- entertaining stuff in the X Games than I have in the Winter Olympics. Cross-country skiing, I don't know if you can make that a sport that every country happily involves themselves in. Because, as my understanding... Norway, Sweden, and Denmark are killing it when it comes to Winter Olympics because yeah. you're in winter nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that anybody who's good at skiing or dealing with snow is probably from Alaska or Maine or Canada. So when America, uh, women's uh, hockey team, America beat yeah. Canada, they were like, uh-uh, what the... like." Mm-hmm. Y'all got sunshine, palm trees, and, and now y'all winning the gold from us. Which all we got is snow. All we got to look forward to is the Winter Olympics. And y'all beat us for gold. I'm that? not wearing my chain. Screw that chain. Two chains can have it. He can be three chains on my chain. I don't care. <laughs> you know what that I mean? That was great to watch her take that damn silver off. Like, we don't rock silver. Not with hockey. I not love that she respected the ceremony of being the chain put on. But there is no, there's no, there's no rules or... There's no, there's no precedent to what do you do after they give you the chain. Take it off. I put it on my pocket. Or I'd rather be sitting on fat stacks than you know, wearing one. Put it on my key ring. It's a key chain. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody heard that metaphor that I just threw in there real say quick. Say that again. Say that again. I'd rather be sitting on fat stacks than wearing one. Yeah. So I'm going to take my chain off and put it in my pocket. I like it. I almost spend all my money on an eighty-five thousand dollars car before I buy a house. AE40, get up. <laughs> I know that line. Ah. <laughs> I don't think that Canadian woman had that same thing in mind. She'll know about you for me, but no, no. At the, at the end of the day, as they said on, on around the horn, you want athletes to be emotional and real and raw, and that's what you pay for. And then when they do it, people want to get mad at them. Oh, why? That's disrespectful. No, it ain't. She honored the ceremony by allowing the, the chain to be put on her neck. It was acknowledged. Now she wants her chain off because she feels like she deserves better than that. That's fine. So, I mean. Where where's where's the, the the point where you're like okay, express yourself but don't express yourself. You know, take a knee but don't take a knee. Right, right. take a knee but do it on your own time yeah, when yeah. we're not take, watching. Love the country but but don't represent the the freedoms you have. Yeah, and we didn't mean to go there. Yeah, uh, yeah it but just it, happens. But it just happens. But no, I, I mean again, and for the people that have been watching the Winter Olympics, I mean I have been watching some of it. Some things I, I really I like the curling. I, I like that. Where they, I mean, it's something that looks so simple and so weird, and I didn't understand the point system until I got all domesticated with my Planet Caucasian it's family. It's shuffleboard, right? It's, it's basically like shuffleboard meets cornhole. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the way I do, I look at it now. And now that I know that, it makes no, sense. no, no. There's no age like limit. It. There's no age limit. I can no. join the curling team for America. Straight up. How do you how do you get on the 
Olympic team for curling? I don't know, but we're going to look into that. We're going to find out. We're coming. Any listeners, if you know how to get on the curling team for the U.S. Olympics, let me know. Because I'm pretty good at beer pong. Yep. I mean, ping pong became uh, a national sport, right? And now they compete against other countries. Uh Uh-huh. Is it Olympic yet or no? I don't think so. All, All I know about curling, though, is that... I see the people on the ice, and they don't have to wear ice skates. So that's a win-win for us because yeah, we're can, not wearing ice skates. Uh, cleats, so they can metal cleats. They got a they got a regular shoe on, and then they got a uh, their other shoe has like something on the on the bottom of it to give them a little bit more the traction. On, yeah, so it's got together. Yeah, right. So they can do push, the, the, push the, the, slide, the push and glide. Yeah, it's push and glide. Push and glide. Yeah, yeah that one. That one is. I just figured out. See, yes, a massa. Black people figure out a sport in 2.5 seconds and then we dominate. Because niggas is taking over hockey too. I don't care what nobody say. It's happening. <laughs> so I'm with it. We can take over hockey. We coming. Cal and KO are coming. <laughs> we coming Winter Olympics curling in four years. You best believe it. I'm working on it. I want to have a debate with the number one station on Anchor right now to find out why the number one and why we're 33. <laughs> hey, we, we, we call it the inner squad turmoil what are you right, doing now? right now. <laughs> inner squad turmoil. Hey, we got chopped and screwed. Okay, Charlie Creole, chopped and screwed. Chopped and screwed. My last thing that I am very, very grateful for that the Winter Olympics is going on is Lindsey Vaughn. Ooh, I love me some Lindsey Vaughn. Why? Because she's hot and she's good at uh, skiing. But more, most importantly, she's hot and she's the. Uh, She's the blonde that Tiger was dating after his blonde wife kicked his ass. Sorry about that, Cal. It's okay. Uh, Cal and Kale tend to get a little rambunctious and louder and above our audio uh, range frequency. And uh, it just doesn't feel good for it. Whatever. (laughs) Let's forget old boy. Tiger Woods got beat up by his wife. She was a blonde Swedish woman. Wasn't the black belt nothing but I kick a nigga ass. With his own tools. <laughs> Beat him up with golf clubs. Beat him up with golf clubs. He got knocked the fuck out. Made him drive into a tree. Man, he gave up half a billion dollars to get away from her. How much crazy is worth a half a billion dollars? I don't Jesus. know. And I don't want to go into their household and judge who was more crazy. Because at the end of the day, he was a nigga leaving a five foot nothing girl chasing him while he was in an SUV and all she had was golf clubs. So that's just, that ain't crazy. I mean, she might be crazy, but that's some sensitive ass shit for that grown ass man to be running from a lady like that. I, but I'm not, but again, I'm not here to judge. I have a theory. All, all I want to do is I want to see Tiger go back to smashing 18 holes in his personal life so he can go back <laughs> to being the number one ranked golfer smashing Smash 18 holes, in, holes life. in his professional life. That is all I need to see. Cal That's Cal. all I need. Cal just said he wants Tiger Woods to smash 18 holes in his private life so he can go ahead and go to professional careerism smashing 18 holes of golf. Let it breathe, yes. motherfuckers. Let that marinate. Let that marinate for a minute. Yes. Y'all know what Cal just said. Jesus Christ. He's here. Pray for him. When I retire from comedy, I'm opening up the pool to you that I'm trustworthy. I will fuck your kid up. You ain't got to fill out no application. The first three months free. You don't need no hidden videos around the house to see what the fuck is going on. Because when you come to pick your kid up, I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you what the fuck is going on. 
When you come to pick your kid up and he got a knot on the corner of his head, you say, what happened to my son? I'm going to tell you, I took a hammer and slapped the fuck out of him. Jumping on my goddamn couch. Sit your punk ass down. Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. We are here. We're, we're here hanging out with our kids, watching our kids take their first steps. A couple falls here and there. Kids doing homework. One kid playing hide and seek with himself. It's awesome. He's self-sufficient. <laughs> and we got to talking about what it means to be a parent. And do you push your kids? Do you give them their vision? Give them their dream? My mom gave me a dream when I was younger. She told me to be a doctor. Are you going to be a doctor or a lawyer? You're going to go to med school and you're going to be a successful doctor. I'm like, okay, cool. Looking at the healthcare now, I mean, they ain't getting paid nothing, so I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> but I had a vision for myself that I created, but after my mom pushed me so hard academically to, to keep going. She never pushed me sports-wise because she didn't grow up with this, so she didn't know about it. And my dad was, uh, my stepdad was alcoholic, so he didn't even know my name. <laughs> so I kind of like, you know, developed this from my brothers uh, picking on me and playing football and couple black guys here and there in the parking lot, you know, playing sandlot football with the, with the brothers and their friends. When I developed that dream myself, you know what, one day I'm going to play football professionally. And I said, I'm going to play football professionally, and then I'm going to be an actor, and I'm going to win an Oscar. So I'm going to get a Super Bowl championship, and I'm going to get a, uh, an Oscar. That was a goal. At 12 years old. I like that. So I was like, you push your kids when you have the ability to be a parent that's so focused on your kids that you can help them by giving them a vision. And if they don't like that vision, they're always app to go ahead and pick something else what are your what are your thoughts on it yeah okay so for our anchor fans and listeners out there the topic of discussion would be if you give the kids a dream or not mm-hmm. right or do you just let them find their own passion on their own and yeah and and, it, and how that's perceived i could go either way i think it i think if you're giving them a dream or a goal it all depends on the delivery and the approach as far as how they should maneuver onto that onto that challenge. Yeah. I think it comes down to knowing your kid. What me, I didn't my mom well my dad wasn't around. My mom didn't really give me any type of goal. She asked me what I wanted to be when I want when I grew up. I said I wanted to be Superman. Uh-huh. She was like, Well you can't be Superman. Superman's not, not real. I said, Well then I want to be the president of the United States. I want to be the first black president. And that that was honestly that was my goal, my dream. Okay. Right, until I got to high school, and I realized how much reading went into being the president <laughs> of the United States. Because you had to go law, you had to go here, you had to go there, and reading wasn't my thing. That's I, why you hate Donald Trump because he <laughs> ruined your outlook from a young age. I could have been president too. I know I hadn't had to read like him. He didn't have to read. He don't even. He's read. doing everything you just said he right don't now. Read four amendments. <laughs> he he jacked read. me. Uh, okay, exactly. continue. Sorry about the interruption. You know, it's okay. <laughs> so, so then, really, my mom never really gave me one. It was up to me to find my own. And then I didn't really come up with my own passion until, honestly, until college, which yeah. was I'm a I'm going to go into music of, of some sort, entertainment. Yeah. And that's what I did. After I went in, I was doing engineering, and engineering wasn't going to be the jump for me. That's where I went. For me. I wish I had a little bit more direction. I wish I had more more of a challenge. I think since I didn't have it, I could see the how it would work to have it. It'd be beneficial to yeah. have a parent give you a little nudge as far as what they think you would be good at and if you would like to pursue that. So that's where we're going to leave it there yeah. and see what happens. Like, honestly, think about it. Like, Tiger Woods, 
Look at all of the success Tiger Woods had because you see that arm strength. Yeah, look at her. She got up one in, in situations where I, I'm not forcing. Like my, my mom, I mean my, my wife would say, as a mom, a concerned mom, don't push my kid. I respect that, but I put her in a situation where she can adapt. If you adapt, then you're all the better for it. If you can't adapt, okay, then we'll change our course. But I'm a firm believer of pushing so they get that breaking point. Because there's going to come times in life where you're going to have to experience difficulties and trials and tribulations, and you got to, how are you going to survive? You're going to fold or not? So here, nine months old, get up, walk. Pull you by one arm, lift yourself up, and get going. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, in, in as, as your child gets older, it's important to know the pulse of your child and if oh, yeah. they're self-motivated yeah. and you, then you back off, then you back off and yeah. you can let them kind of do their thing. If they're if they're the type of kid that needs a kick in the ass to kind of challenge them or motivate them, then you maybe then you <laughs> then you hit them with the Joe Jackson. And you go, look, this is what you guys are going to do. You know what I mean? You guys are about to be the best singing group of brothers that has ever existed. We wouldn't get my session without I'm gonna that. I'm going to let you know what you're going to do now, and this is where it's at. That's a great point. Michael. That's a great Venus point. Venus and Serena. He saw something in his his, sis, his his daughters, and he gave them the goal. Luckily for us, they liked it. So they went on, and they took his, his challenge of yeah. being great tennis players, and then they went and they maximized that. But then the flip side of that coin is you get Todd, Maron, Todd Marijuanovich who was supposed to be the star quarterback coming out of USC and he went to the Raiders and his dad was pushing and pushing and pushing and this is what you're going to do and he got to the league and he got to the goal but then he became an adult and he was like I'm an adult I'm going to do what I want so it it depends yeah. I, I mean I think you always got those, those those examples of people but I mean I have this firm belief that the kid's going to do what going to do anyway so if you're supporting they're going to fall into that and your alignment's going to be there I mean, you just pray for your kids to do well and succeed. But they're going to do what they want to do anyway in the long run. You know, control them. And there's that fine line, I think what you were saying, as far as like controlling the kid or giving the kid a vision and watching yes. him take over, take ownership of that vision. Right. Yeah. Right. And see, and luckily for me, the thing that I wasn't very fond of in my day, which was reading, <laughs> my nine-year-old daughter loves it. Loves, loves, loves reading. And she loves to talk back and debate, something that I'm also very good at. So not only might I get a president in my family, I might get the first black female president of the United States coming out of my house because she's just going to she's going to take what I couldn't do and, and take it to the next level. And those that can't do teach. And that's where I'm at now. I'm just the teacher. I'm in the teaching phase. We've already brought up the goals. Do you do you give your kids goals or challenges to to put them in line to do something? Yes. That's the first oh, definitely, question. Definitely. And then also for our parents that are out there, you've been around your kid clearly. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Uh, what do you see in your kid that you think that they would be good at as an adult? She's got a rubber band in her mouth. Oh, she just found out. <laughs> she just found out about rubber bands. <laughs>
Terrell happened to tell me that, hey, yeah, that's my buddy. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And uh, we actually work together. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like your show. You know, I just got on Anchor, so I'm uh, just, you know, threw the favorite on there. And I'm going to, you know, stick to it and uh, be a loyal listener. Do what you do. Just showing some love. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. Good kid. The Dodgers suck. DJ Jet Reed in the building. Mixing up on the synthesizer. Making original beats. Brought to you by Count K.O. from Anchor. That's right. DJ Similac. 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 In the building. DJ Breastfed. <laughs> Breastfed. Yeah. DJ Breastfed. <laughs> and we want to give some shout outs. To the homies out there, our anchor fam that are rocking with us, we always appreciate you guys. Um, we just played the call in from one of your homies, KO, a friend of a friend. Hey, Rio De Niro. He's uh, friends with uh, my, my boy Terrell Jones, who's on the, the Beat House radio. So he just got up and running. So, Rio, we out here. We're going to follow you, we're going to listen, we're going to support. Internet co-mingling. It that's might a happen. Cool, that's the cool thing about uh, Anchor is that you can your homeboys have their stations and they talk about different topics. We talk about topics and follow one, you follow another, and you start to get the congruence of ideas and opinions, and you find a community on Anchor, which is cool because even though we're all individual people, we're still a community of people broadcasting because we find that mainstream media is not covering the topics that we really want to cover. So thank you, Anchor, for allowing the platform. Absolutely. To voice our opinions and also the platform to hear other people's opinions that are better than what I hear on Fox News. Mm, Fox News. That's a whole. I'm, I'm gonna stay positive first, <laughs> and I'm a, again. I'm gonna piggyback on what you said and thank Anchor. They just updated the whole format, the whole program, from the, the way you can create your episodes on your phone to the way that they've updated it on the actual computer now. Because there was it was limited in ways as great as anchor is they were limited they found a way to upgrade and they've done it and that shit's amazing and i hope more people get on and follow suit and like you said it's a way for people to connect and talk and have honest conversations in in a way that they could be real but not be on the mainstream shit yeah i mean if you're if you're an influencer and you have um instagram you have a million followers on instagram watching you do little small blurbs of your um workout Let's get the audio going and, you know, just do a play-by-play of what you're doing in your workout. So you have the whole workout recorded, done, documented, sell it, do it, whatever you got to do with it. You know what I mean? Put your sponsors in there. Make it happen. Because Anchor really has the, a good platform of having the freedom to express yourself in real time, what you're doing and who you are. And they get a full spectrum of all that without censorship. There it is. And we can never forget to uh, shout out the homies over at Medicine Remixed. We got a new friend, the Hook Boston. It's a okay. fellow. He's from Boston, Patriots fan. He wants to do a collab with us on the show. I know that you're a Boston guy originally before you came to Cali. So I think not there's something fan. there. But you're not a Patriots fan. <laughs> no. And I haven't really talked to him since, you know, the Super Bowl. I re- I just I made sure he was, you know, he didn't jump the bridge. And he hit me back, so everything's all good. Shout out to the Hook Boston. The house show, all things WWE wrestling. And then Mike Savage, he considers himself the black Howard Stern. And my nice. Question, and my question to, to Mike Savage, 
Are you like the black Howard Stern Or is Howard Stern more like a white nigga Because all of that brashness and shit like that Like that's that, that's not that That's not uncommon for us folks Yeah We kind of tend to gravitate towards saying what we want to say No matter what <laughs> Discretion is not our forte Nonetheless the Mike Savage show go check him out He's always in the anchor top 100 And it's a very solid show Anybody else out there reach out to us man We're, yeah. we're here I know Anchor got some listeners and followers of people who's got the stations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. And I will say it until we brainwash you with that shit. Get uh-huh. it. So you went to check your heritage? Yeah. Ancestry DNA. Um, some people are skeptical about it. Some people are like, oh, it works. It's real. It's true. I mean, I don't know. It's just funny to have something on there because as black people, we really don't know where we're from. Or where they bought us from, or whatever. So, I did the answer DNA. Well, actually, my wife bought it for me for uh, for a Christmas present, and it turns out I'm 30% Cameroon or Congo. Okay. People's Republic of Congo. So I am, I am a gorilla in the mist. Um, <laughs> 20% Great Britain, and then it says 17% Benin Togo and 2% Nigerian. But the Benin Togo is right next to Nigeria. And they're saying, I read, I read up a little bit on it, and they were saying that Answer DNA is showing a lot of false positives for Ben and Togo, and they're actually Nigerian. So I, I, I don't know if it's Nigerian or what, but. So that's where the confusing part comes in. Yeah. And then uh, I got um, 4% Senegal, Scandinavia, 3%, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, 3%. My brother was saying that uh, he's just going to claim the Africa South Central hunter gatherers. <laughs> <laughs> that's really a little category. So South Central hunter gatherers, because. Okay. Yeah, there's some little Jewish in there too, man. A little Jewish, uh, Middle Eastern, Syrian, Lebanese. It's funny. I, I showed my wife. She's like, oh, my God, you're the enemy. <laughs> no, Syria, <laughs> Syria and Lebanon have been at war for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's cool to see all this stuff, and I'm actually going to pay the little subscription fee to, to sort of draw some connections and see, like, relatives and ancestors and things like that. Interesting to see. Like, what great British person am I related to? I mean, are there some well-known people or not? Are some money involved? <laughs> That's when wow. you start sending letters. Hey man, you owe me money. What's up, Rally? <laughs> some inheritance money that I didn't get. <laughs> I should have been in that will. I mean, it's interesting to hear. But then when I hear it say like Great Britain, I go, I get it, because whoever bought you and brought you here, that 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 explains it. The Great Britain from my uh, my mom's side because my grandma's. Uh, oh, that's right. British, grandma. Scottish, and yep. uh, Scottish, British, and Scandinavian, something like that. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, the white side. It's like Ireland. She's, she's Irish, Scottish, and something like that. So from that side of the family, it all comes down. They don't really like a lot of black people, but uh, hey, whatever. I'm up in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm up in there. Your tribe, no matter what you say, it's on. It's online. Man, that's interesting. Would you recommend that to other brothers and sisters? I would say do it for for African Americans. You can never become something great if you don't know where you come from. You don't really know your true story. You're just going off of the history you've built in America, but it's not your true heritage or what you really are. So I think it's important just to give a baseline for your kids to say, you know what, this is exactly where we're from. And then we came here having the whole lineage traced back. I think it's a good thing to have just to know yourself. I don't know, like just maybe it's a personal thing just to know who you are and what you are so you can become something better. I can understand wanting the answers and and having the knowledge. Do you really think that gave you the answers that you were looking for just based off of what we were saying beforehand it's like what's it really going to tell us how, how are they really going to track it and even know what what that if that's legitimately your ancestry or how much of it they're just 
Silent know, dreams, like we just insert one African country here, insert another African. Co- you light skinned so we gonna put yeah. you a little closer to South Africa. You know what I mean? But what's do funny you, though do is, do you the, really think you got the answers out of it that you were looking for? Yeah, because it it matches up with some of the the small word of mouth history that we got. You know, growing up, well, you know, this is what I was told. Like my dad would pass on to my mom, my mom would tell us, and their grand grandparents would say this. So you know, the spoken uh, the spoken history of our family matches up here and there with some of the stuff so seeing that those those pop up on here as well validates that there's some truth to it so how accurate we don't know if it's 80 percent accurate it's more than what i had before it was only 40 percent of the story so i, I think the, the accuracies are pretty good in here for uh, for the most part i mean it's straight dna that they're taking from you and the database they have is pretty huge so i mean you can draw your references we all come from somewhere and there's some people boning somebody back in the day up in there so so I guess this is a time to shout out our new sponsor, Ancestry.com. Know your roots. Know Toby. your roots. Know your roots, Toby. Toby. <laughs> and it gives you a chance to go out and seek reparations on your own. Yep. Somebody owes me some money. Go make peace with them. They said I got Great Britain in my blood, so uh, you know the Queen of England need to give me some money. Mm-hmm. Some pounds. I feel like I should be invited to the royal wedding. You should be DJing the royal wedding. There it is. His wife black anyway? You say you wanted her ancestors. That's right. Because it was good. (laughs) (laughs) 